1: or keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for The Warrior's Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves.
0: Good morning, this is Pastor Callie with Warrior Watch. We're so excited about having you today here on this beautiful November the 16th. Uh, I'm so excited about what God's doing in our midst, doing across our nation. I believe that we have literally entered into... A great awakening of prayer and revival, and I'm excited about that. I want to encourage you, if this is your first time to listen, to really get involved in supporting this ministry. I believe this ministry is called by God. I believe uh, Dale and Jean Gentry are a mighty, a mighty man and woman of God, and God is using this ministry to raise up prayer warriors across the nation and the world today. I am going to be having one of my sweet friends with me. Uh, she's a part of our church. And she, uh, Ronnie is just an amazing young woman. And I, she, she's, um, I've watched her grow in the Lord. And God do so many amazing things with her. And grow her in her identity. And we're going to be talking about a subject called love. Letting love sustain you. and And really when it comes to our relationship with God... Uh, there's a lot of components to it, but the, the 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 bedrock of what we do has to be the uh, founded and and rooted in God's love and allowing Him to reveal His love to us and then us begin to walk out His love. So I'm excited about having her today and her talking about her testimony and and what God has just really taken her through, and and that encounter with Jesus that transformed her life. And I'm just praying as you're listening today that Holy Spirit is going to just literally begin to flow through these airways and you're going to have a supernatural encounter with God's love and realize that He loves you. He gave His life for you. that 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 he's mad about you he's crazy about you uh god has good plans for you plans to prosper you and and to bring you into your complete destiny and really it's just a realization of that love ronnie so i'm so glad you're here with me so glad to be here i want you to um tell me how you came to terms or understood that it was important that you started operating, uh, out of the overflow of the, of the encounter you had with Jesus. Talk to me a little bit about your testimony.
2: I, um, I was raised in a family that served God, but, uh, I didn't know much about relationship with him. So growing up, I knew God was there, but that was it. I didn't know anything else. And, um, I grew up in a divorced home and I had my mom and she did her best, but I still had that brokenness of just not ever having that fatherly acceptance, approval, and love that I needed um, to be healthy. And, uh, so I grew up just kind of searching for myself in people, whether it be a teacher or then it turned to boys or whatever it was. And, um, When I was in high school, I had just done a lot of things that broke me down, um, experimenting with drugs and boys and things like that. And thankfully, I didn't get too heavy in it. But um, I just came to a place where I didn't know if God was really real, but I sat in my bedroom and I prayed to hopefully a God. And um, he met me and I had this awesome encounter and I, I was completely broken. I had nothing to offer, and I just sat there, and I cried out. And I was like, God, I'm a mess, and I hate myself, and I don't know who I am. And You I- know what
0: I love about this? I want to just pause right here. Yeah. She didn't even really know, and I think it's important that the listeners understand this. We don't have to know everything about God. She prayed to God, not even really knowing if he, there was one yeah. or if he heard her. Mm-hmm. But that's the mercy of God. it's not about how much I know or how much I understand. It's about my heart. And you prayed. You're like, okay, God, if you're real, if you're really out there, Mm -hmm. if you, if, you know, my mom's told me about this, God, I don't even know if I really know if this you exist, but you begin to pray. Keep going. Tell us more. So you just begin to pray and say, God, I, I need you. I was just like, I'm, I'm, in a mess. I'm in a rut and
2: I have no idea how to get out of this. I had broken my relationship with my mom. I was lying every day. I I couldn't even have a conversation with her because I couldn't remember all my stories. So I just did I was completely lost in this mess and so I just cried out. I was 15 and I was just like God, I I don't know what to do, but I need you to help me out. And all of a sudden, I just felt The encounter. It wasn't that I had my Bible. It wasn't that I had a preacher laying hands on me. It was me in my brokenness. And I just said, God, come. And He did. And His love I mean, the only way to like explain it is to experience it. But His love just filled my disgusting high school bedroom. And I began to cry and cry and cry. And the healing of God just came. And I couldn't ever dispute if He was real anymore. I knew I had that encounter. And even though I was still on the outside, my circumstances had never changed. I was still in a mess. I still had these things that needed to be cleaned up. But I had peace now because I had an encounter with Jesus. And I knew that he had taken the load off of me. And f- so from that moment on, it was just like I handed over my life. And I was—I didn't know what to do next. I just knew this God is real. He encountered me and he's going to lead me. And through a series of events, he just... He open doors and closed doors and he saved my life from the way I was going. And it all, it came from a moment of complete brokenness and surrender and just calling out to him.
0: You know, I've, I've, you know, and I understand this concept. There's been books written on, you know, God chasers and I love that book and I understand the concept to where that came from. But really the truth of the matter is God chases us.
2: Yeah,
0: He, he, passionately chases us. He goes to the deepest darkest places, the places that we that we know are so dirty mm-hmm. and so disgusting and we've all been there. We've all had our place of real need and we continue to have our place of need. But God doesn't care how dark, mm-hmm. how dirty, how disgusting, how how void of hope we may find ourselves in he wants to go to that place, the valley Mm -hmm. of the shadow of the death, that place, and he wants to meet us there. So he met you there, and you had an encounter. Tell me what happened after that encounter.
2: Um, I just, well, it got kind of dirty, actually, because, you know, I had all this stuff going on inside of me, and all of that had to come out, and I just began to deal with different things that were going on in my life, and, you know, I lost friends, and things got kind of crazy for a while but I just held on to that encounter that I had with Jesus and and no matter what was going on if things looked bad I could always look back to that encounter and remember that he was with me and say okay like we can do this you have me and I just I'm so passionate about the encounter because that's what saved my life it wasn't you know like just opening my book and religiously looking for this I mean reading the Bible it's amazing but it's all about the connection, sure. and not letting that be broken. And um, I, I kind of did drift away from that because you know I fell in love with Jesus, and I was really passionate, and I wanted to please Him. So I kind of began to strive and be what I thought I was supposed to be for uh-huh. Him, and do what I thought was right. And I was going to church, and I, and that's awesome. And I just threw myself into Jesus, right? And what I knew I could do, um, but I kind of drifted away from that connection with him
0: well you know here's let's stop right there and let's let's expound on that many times we get saved and 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 we we have an encounter with the lord that changes our lives and then we start that process of learning what mm-hmm. the bible says about you know who this god is that we're now connected with who mm-hmm. you know which is a very vital part of your growth in mm-hmm. salvation but it's very easy for us if we're not careful to forget that, you know, it is spirit and truth. We need the Bible. We need to understand how God works and what He believes and what He stands for and and the history of the, of the God that we serve. But we can never leave that relationship behind because that relationship is what sustains you. It's like, I've said this over and over, you know, if you're a young girl and you see lots of handsome young men and then you find one you want to marry... Mm-hmm. And you you walk down the aisle and you marry this man. It it's not that you don't see handsome young men after that marriage date, but the intimacy that you have with that man, mm-hmm. and the commitment you have with that man, causes you never to stray. You you don't want to do anything to hurt the person yeah. that you've committed your life. And that's what happens when we give our life to Jesus it doesn't mean that we won't be tempted. It doesn't mean that we won't have times where the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. But if we transition to just a point of knowing about God and not experiencing God, then it's so easy to get into that striving position where it's, if religion would have worked, if rules and laws would have worked, then we wouldn't have need we wouldn't have needed Calvary, yeah. because we had every rule in the book, in the Old Testament, and most of those rules were amazing rules. There were good rules that would help our life to be more fruitful. But we can't do it on rules alone. So you got into a place where you were striving. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. How that felt? Yeah, I just uh, I went
2: from that love and acceptance to kind of just beating myself up when I would fail, or in in my opinion, I fell short, and I began to get frustrated, and I had lost that connection with Jesus, when really, he was right there. I had just, it was like, you know, it's kind of like with your kid. I have two boys, um, and one is four, and he's the sweetest, and he loves to please, and he loves to do what's right, but more than him doing everything right. I just want him to be with me. Absolutely. I just want him to come and talk to me about what he's feeling, whether it's good or bad, whether it's embarrassing or awesome, Right, you know, and that is kind of how, that's how God is. That's exactly how he is. He just wants to be a part of what's going on inside of me. And you know, I would be heartbroken if my son shut me out to do good for me. It doesn't even make sense, but that's kind of what I did. I just I don't know how I did it. I just fell into it, and I began to get frustrated and um, disappointed when life would come at me, and I, you know, was pulling on myself for God rather than pulling on God to do what I needed yeah. to do. Yeah, it's
0: like it, it's a mindset change. In in other words, instead of we we sometimes as Christians, and I've been there. I have mm-hmm. been there, Ronnie. Where I've went through seasons of my life where I was performing for God. I was I was performing. I was doing the right things because you're supposed to do the right things and not instead of working with holy spirit and him partnering with me through every scenario in my life I I wasn't working with him I was working for him yeah well working for somebody will burn you out mm-hmm. working with someone brings creativity and liberty and and individuality and and one thing i realized about holy spirit is He's not afraid of our mess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's not afraid of my failures. He is right there, ready to, just like, just like your beautiful baby boy. You go put him on a bicycle, and you're going to teach him how to ride that bike, and he's going to fall down. Yeah. But you're, you're not going to go over there and say, you dumb boy. <laughs> no. You don't ride the bike good. No, you're going to say, sweetheart, you did so good. Let's get back on the bike. Yeah. You can do this. You can do this, and that's how God does us. I, I remember finding myself in a situation, Ronnie, where I was not doing making a right choice. I'd been a Christian a while, and I was just not making a good choice, okay? And I was in a place that I knew I wasn't making a good choice. And all of a sudden, and it went on for several days, okay? My, my mindset, my heart, my attitude was not right. All of a sudden, I'm sitting in this scenario, and I feel the love of God. And I experience the love of God. I begin to cry uncontrollably. And I said, Lord, I'm not right. And the Lord said, I know, but I love you anyway. And I came to help you. I came to rescue you. And all of a sudden, I got a glimpse of the power of God's love and it's not based on my performance that changed my life forever Ronnie that changed my life now, was does that mean that that I should just you know sin and live anyway? way I want? no actually that changed me to more of a sanctified life mm-hmm. because when i realized how much god loved me that he came in my area of failing and he ministered to me it made me turn father my face true north to him. And, and actually the sanctification increased because I was so overwhelmed with God's love for me. Does that make sense for no. you? That's exactly what happened with you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, so you get into, the, you get into the church, you're learning about God, you find yourself, you're not realizing you're striving, but you're mm-hmm. striving. Yeah. And then it kind of implodes. Tell me what happens yeah, at that point. I just, I started
2: struggling in church, actually. I had met my now husband, but um, we started struggling with sin in our relationship, and uh, I didn't know how to get out, and because I was trying to do good for God, I was ashamed to go to him and tell him, you know, I need your help, I don't know, I don't know, and um, I just burnt out. I got disappointed. I got fed up with struggling on my own. I felt like God wasn't there anymore. And it's just the enemy had come in and twisted so many it things. It lied to you. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, but it was all a part. And I'm not saying God does bad things to us, but he allowed it to happen because through all of this, which I'll tell you more, but um, I learned how to surrender again and that that was the way to do this thing. And um, we ended up me and my now husband, he was my boyfriend, we left church because we were both struggling and we felt alone. We felt ashamed and I didn't feel connected. I forgot my encounter that I had. You know, right. I forgot that that was the God I was serving and um, I ended up pregnant and I knew I couldn't do it. I, I just fell apart. I was like, what is going on in my life? It was, And it was all because of that connection being broken. I just, I fell apart. I didn't know who I was again. And um, I came to that place of surrender. I was in my car and I had a panic attack because I was like, what is going on in my life? I'm pregnant. I loved Jesus, but now I don't know up from down what's going on. And I just cried out to him and I was like, I was angry at him because I felt like he left me. But really, I just shut him out trying to, you know, try to do it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just cried out to him. And I was like, God, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe you're doing this to me, which he didn't do it to me. I, you know, did sure. to You
0: know, listen, we're human beings. We, we always tend to, and maturity helps us with that, mm-hmm. we want to play the blame game. Yeah. I mean, just think about any scenario in your life where you feel like, where you know you're falling short. And it's so easy to play the blame game you know until you come to terms with hey i played a part in this mm-hmm. so so you begin to fall apart and you begin to ask jesus how long how long did that last how long did that last that that scenario of okay i'm pregnant i feel like that i have god's left me i'm i'm going to quit going to church how long did that last
2: yeah i i left church for i don't even know the timeline but definitely it was about a year that i was just threw my hands in the air, and I was like, I'm done with this. This is too much for me to handle. And then I got pregnant at the end of that, and that's what led me back to Christ and just that moment of like, you know what, I can't do this. If I'm going to have a baby, you're going to help me raise this thing. And me and my boyfriend at the time were not on good terms. We were both like chaotic messes. And I just, I was like, okay, Jesus, you met me in my bedroom when I was in high school, I remember now. I remember that you can get me through this. And the same thing, you know, I had an encounter with him in my car. I was a complete mess. I couldn't strive because of everything had fell apart. There was no more trying to perform. Like, right. this is it. I, right. I failed, you know. And I just... I love the heart of Jesus because He's so close to that brokenness. He is. He doesn't need me to be anything. No. He doesn't need me to be this amazing, godly woman. He just needs me to, to surrender. Exactly. Right. And that's what happened. And and now I have a baby in the picture, and I was like, okay, like I need you, and that I began to value that connection with Him even more. I knew that I have to live from this place, from this encounter I'm having and this connection. I have to live from this every single day. I let me to.
0: let me say something right here, and I really want to, uh, this is for people listening. I watched all this unfold, and I remember you coming back to church, and I was really happy to see you. And I remember God, seeing God move on you. I didn't know all the particulars, but I knew enough. I remember one day in particularly, I went into, and this is for the church, because we have got to take up the mantle of love and reconciliation and mercy. You know, it is so easy to judge situations or to judge people or to, when God has called us to love and to show God's love. But I remember seeing uh, Zach. I remember seeing Zach and I was at Kroger and Zach saw me and was trying to run the other direction he did not (laughs) want to he did not want to encounter me Mm -hmm. and he was bagging groceries and I don't think y'all were back together at that point um y'all may were talking but I I don't think you were back together and I ran him down I said Zach come here I want you to help me and I wanted him to help me on purpose I made him I almost made him come and help me and the Holy Spirit told me I want you to love on him and I remember him bagging my groceries. And I remember thinking, Jesus, I want you to touch this young man. I want you—I want him to feel the love for me. I don't want him to feel condemnation. I want him to feel love because I know you have a good plan for him. I know you have a good plan for Ronnie. I know you have a good plan for this baby. I know you have a good plan for their family. And I remember praying that under my breath. And he's bagging my groceries and looking down because, you know, there's some shame related to where he was at at that point in his life. We walk out, and I give him a a, a tip, a nice tip. Mm-hmm. And I remember him looking at me like, "You're gonna give me this? I, I'll never." He didn't say it, but I remember him looking like, "You're gonna give me this?" And I thought, "Yeah." And I'm gonna search you down every time I come to Kroger, and I'm gonna give you the best tip that I can possibly give, and I'm gonna show you God's love. See, that's where we have to. And I'm not bragging on me because mm-hmm. I've there's been times I missed the ball. I'm just saying. I was personally involved in this story and I was one of the people that God moved on to pray for y'all as a family and to see the restoration and the goodness of God and this you and your husband and your beautiful two boys and God using you in worship and God using you in such a, I mean, you and your husband are a vital part of this church and it started with you saying yes to the encounter. I'm not going to try to be perfect. I am not. I can't be perfect. I, yeah. I give up. I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes, but I trust you, Lord. And then the church doing its part because people need Jesus and they need love and mercy. And uh, I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm really excited about the goodness of the Lord. And we're going to come back and talk more about how to pursue this relationship how not to burn out how not to strive we're gonna have a song uh by david um jonathan david Hessler. um you it's called you came by and um you came and i just want you to be blessed and enjoy that and we'll be back here in a few minutes I've been here with Ronnie, and we've been talking about her testimony and, you know, her real testimony of letting love and our relationship with Christ sustain us. Um, If I could only preach one message, someone, let's just say someone gets saved, I lead someone to Christ, and I've got to go drop them on a desert island, and I have one time to talk to them prior to dropping them on the desert island, I'm going to hand them their Bible, and I'm going to say, read this from front to back. And then I'm going to talk to them about daily communion with Jesus. Because the letter killeth, but the Spirit bringeth life. We need God's Word. We need to know His principles. We need to understand how God feels about everything in our life. God has a strategy for every area of your life. He has a strategy for you to be successful in life on every area, in every area, but But strategies without relationship is just religion. And strategies may or may not help you, depending on your will, your strong will to implement them. And that's why Jesus gave us his spirit, because he knew that we're weak. And the Bible says, in our weakness, he is made strong. And I cannot tell you how many times in my complete failure and weakness. His strength came in and turned things around for me and my heart. And grace was implemented because I relied on Holy Spirit and my relationship with the Lord to carry me and power me through. It wasn't my self-will. It wasn't my determination. And it wasn't even my knowledge of knowing what is right. And all that's important, but it was that relationship with Christ. So I want you, Ronnie, to talk to me about how once you came, okay, so you come back to the Lord, you, you're, you're, you got pregnant, you said, okay, Lord, I, I've, I, you know, I tried to do this without you, it didn't work too well. I'm getting ready to have this baby. I don't know if Zach and I'll get back together or not, but I'm going to serve you. So you come back to the church, tell me about that.
2: Yeah, I just, um, I valued that connection with Jesus so much. That was, okay, it's like he ripped up that old foundation and he laid this new one, and that is where I operated. I didn't move from that place of connection with God. I began to pray and just seek him every day. He became my best friend Wow. in the mess because I was going to be a mother, and I was a complete mess. So I, was, I didn't even worry. I was just like, you know what, Jesus, you've totally got me. You've proved to me over and over again that you accept me where I am. You don't need me to do anything. You just need me to be in this with you. And so I just began praying to him every single day. I just would talk to him about if I had a low day, I was real with him. I was like, this day sucks. I don't know what to do. I prayed for my boyfriend, which we weren't together at the time. We weren't even talking. And I prayed for him every day. And I was like, I don't know who I'm supposed to marry, but I hope it's him. And I just was real with God. And um, he, as I'm having this relationship with Jesus, I'm just talking to him like I would you or, you know, your best friend. He just began to change my life. Um, All the dirt and the grime that I had carried my whole life began to melt away and it just wasn't such a big deal anymore. And I knew I was safe with him and I had this baby and through the grace of God, our my relationship with um, my boyfriend then, it began to, you know, go somewhere again, but I was so much more healthy right. that, it you know, we could really build a good relationship. And um, so we had this baby. I'm just in love with Jesus and um, we get married and it's hard. We have things to work through, but I'm solid with Jesus. I'm connected to him, seeking him every day. And including him in every moment. And um, I get slammed with my second baby. I got pregnant again, and I found out that the baby was going to die. If if I made it full term and I delivered, the baby would die shortly after. And um, it really shook me to my core, and I didn't know if I'd be okay again. It brought me to my knees. Right. And... Um, But I knew that I had connection with Jesus. I knew that I could encounter him in this horrible scenario. And I just cried out to him and I was like, Jesus, you can get me through this. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to believe for the best, but I need you and I know you're there. And, um, I included him in this process and, um, I had disappointment. I lost the baby, I believed for a miracle, but I lost the baby and, um, but Jesus held my heart in his hand. And even wow. though I felt I felt the breaking, I looked at Jesus' face and I knew he was holding all the pieces and he was gonna do something with this mess. And um and it and it happened again. I got pregnant again and I lost that baby again and it was horrible. But I through this breaking I was becoming so engulfed with the love of God. And when the world was telling me like what Oh my gosh, you know this is so horrible. I, I hope you get through this. I, you know, I was just so solid with Jesus. I was I was broken. I was so wrapped with grief, but I was okay. Right. It was a miracle that I was okay. And um I had good moments. I had moments where I had joy in the middle of a storm. Sure. And I had broken moments where sure. I was completely in shambles on my bed just trying to get up. Um, but the love of God just it just held me and I would just continued to be real with Jesus. I had moments, you know, yeah, where I put on a face and I tried to be, but He quickly reminded me, "No, I don't need you to be anything. I just need you to be with me be with me in this moment, and I would worship him. I would sing to him in the midst of the storm. I couldn't so muster up Ronnie. any good prayers. I couldn't muster up a uh, religious, this is the faith-filled prayer. I had nothing. I just sang to Jesus. I just, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And he was faithful every day to meet me.
0: Now, there's something in what you just spoke that's very powerful. We We don't need to ever muster up anything that is so powerful and i'm so glad you said that because sometimes we think it's what we do it's you know it's I, I have to yes and there's yes i need when god speaks truth to me i should implement it and if he tells me to speak faith i should speak faith but but it's not my strength it's his and what he wants me to do is just relax i i think about the uh, the person that wants to skydive have you ever seen anybody skydive <laughs> And they go and they get somebody that's a professional skydiver, and they jump out of the plane with the other skydiver, and they're controlling everything, mm-hmm. and you're just in tandem with them, mm-hmm. and but you're enjoying the experience of flying and skydiving without the pressure of having yes. to know what to do. That's exactly the way we are with Jesus. Mm-hmm. We jump out of the plane by faith into scenarios that would kill us. Yeah without the grace and power of God. And we trust that we're in tandem with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he is gonna make the he's gonna make the shoot come up and he's gonna tell us what to do and he's gonna walk us through to safety. We're gonna go right through that storm. And that's what you did. You literally climbed in the climbed in the chute with Jesus and you said, okay, I'm jumping out of this plane with you. This looks scary. I could die yeah. My heart's breaking, but God, I'm just going to rest in you. You got this thing, and you're going to land me safely. Yeah. And he absolutely did. Yeah. And what's so beautiful is prior to getting in those storms, because you had two storms back-to-back with those babies, is you'd already solidified your heart. You'd already learned daily communion. You'd already learned daily trust. So when the storm hit you that time, it didn't blow you off yeah. your foundation.
2: Yeah.
0: That's so beautiful. So tell me how this affected you and Zach. Yeah. So you're, you're trusting the Lord. First baby you lost. Second baby you lost. Tell me how this affected you and Zach. Uh,
2: it was really hard. Um, he had his own disappointments and his own journey that he was on. And, um, I could have taken that and seen all these broken situations. My, You know, my marriage was not the the best at the time. Um, and then I was going through all this loss, and I could have taken those things and tried to fix them. I could have tried to do what I thought was right. But I just I just was in a place of let go. I just let go. And I, I, I wasn't worried. I had my moments, you know. You always sure. have your moments. But ultimately, my life was sitting on the couch, reading the word, standing at my sink, washing dishes and singing to Jesus. Wow. That every single day pretty much looked like that. And, um, it was beautiful. And it's what upheld my family was just my surrender and communion with Jesus. It wasn't like, sure. I was strong and all these things. And, but really it was just Jesus. Yes, It was just Jesus. You know, I had so many people come to me and tell me, what a strong woman I was, and all these things. And really, it was the backbone of Jesus yeah. holding me up. Yeah. I was simply
0: just... Your strength was Jesus. Your blessed. strength was in your surrender. Yeah. See, that's where our strength is. Our strength is in our surrender. Our strength is not in our own self-will. Mm-hmm. And yeah, granted, some of us are stronger, have a b- stronger self-will than others. I mean, that's proven. You, mm-hmm. But everybody has their limits. And without... Callie has her limits. Ronnie has your limits. Every person I know has their limits. But with Jesus, he has no limits. Mm -hmm. So when we surrender our weakness into his strength, then God begins to give us the power and the anointing to, to walk victoriously. And I, I've been so amazed at, um, I mean, just the things that you're doing. You're writing articles, and God's using you that way to really uh, to encourage other young mothers. Uh, you know, you've been leading worship, and there's such an anointing on your life. And, um, you know, a lot of times young people that want to serve God or want to do something special for God, they... You know, they come up with all these different strategies and, and not, not that any of those things are bad. I think going to Bible college is great. I think anything that you can do to educate yourself, but really it's the presence of Jesus and it's relying. We can have all the knowledge in the world, but if, if we don't have that experiential relationship with Jesus, that's where power flows and out of that power is where our victory. And I watched you begin to operate in what I call a power life a Holy Ghost power life where you were walking in freedom. And, I, and, and there was a change in you and Zach. How did that happen?
2: Uh, we grew. Uh, we just really learned that Jesus was holding us and there was no pressure. And um, so our, we let our guards down with each other. Our intimacy, you would think, you know, there's two options when you're going through a storm in your marriage. There's the option of this is tearing you apart and you can't get through it and you're done. And then there's Jesus and it's, um, you know, you are just holding on to each other. You are just trusting in Jesus to get through it. And through the hard times, you actually grow closer and closer together. And so we just begin to feel safe, more safe with each other because of Jesus's uh, love that was holding us. And um, it just transformed our marriage. I mean, We were newly wed when all this began to happen. And so we really got to know each other in the storm. But now there's nothing that can tear our marriage apart because we've already walked through all this and we saw Jesus's hand on us. And so now when storms come and things come, we look at that hard time and it's not horrible. It's beautiful because I say, look at that. Look at what we walked through with Jesus. Nothing can tear us
0: apart. When you go to the word and you see what the children of Israel went through and they would build memorials, you know, they would build memorials at different points yeah. in their life when God would bring victory. And I tell people, God never wants us to look back. He, he is a forward God, but the only thing he does want us to look back at is the memorials of victory. Yeah. He wants us to look back and remind ourselves when we were in a place of despair how he came and he rescued us outside of that he is a very forward god Mm -hmm. we can't live in the past because that didn't whether you had a great past or a horrific past we're not supposed to live in the past we're supposed to be forward with god but the memorials the times when you're losing the baby Mm -hmm. or babies And you should be falling apart, but the grace and power of God sustain you. The time that your marriage should fall apart, but it doesn't this time because you're focused on Jesus. You know, the times when the enemy comes in and comes to to break us down, And we should give up, but God's grace sustains us. That's the kind of God we serve. He is a God of victory, and he is a supernatural God, and he is a God that's going to take us from from mountain to mountain. We will go through valleys. I wish we could just leap from mountain to mountain. (laughs) But the valleys, the, the tough places is where character is strengthened. It's where foundation is deepened. It's where our compassion grows. It's where our love grows. Mm-hmm. And it's where God's grace in our lives is really sustained and we learn how to trust. Nobody likes trials. I've, I've never stood in front of a congregation and said, anybody that really needs a trial, run up here and I'm gonna pray that you get a trial. There Nobody would come <laughs> up. Nobody would come up. But it's in those times of 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 real testing that God begins to uh, really strengthen our fortitude to um, a champion's not made. Think about this. A champion's not made when they're winning a medal. Yeah, They're not made the day of the competition. The champion's made in the hard, hard day to day grind of discipline and hard work. And that's sometimes what a, what a valley seems like. It seems like a hard grind. It's like it's where the rubber meets the road. You're, you're literally going through a valley. The Bible talks about the valley of a shadow of death. You, you, could, you, could, you don't know where you're at. You can't. You're having to just rely on God. You're looking for a little bit of light to get out. Mm-hmm. But it's in those times that our faith is strengthened Our foundation is strengthened. And most of all, I believe our capacity for love and compassion is really expanded. Because I can know all the truth in the Bible. I can know Scripture from Genesis to Revelations. I can understand how to be saved. I can understand mysteries and all types of knowledge. But if I don't have love, the Bible says I have nothing. If I don't have compassion... And I don't move in 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 a spirit of love and compassion. The Bible says I'm a sounding, I'm I'm just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. In other words, it doesn't mean anything. So how do we get that, Ronnie? We get that through these hardships where we trust Jesus, and He grows us. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful story. I want to take a minute, and um, I want us to um, have some worship time, um. Uh, The song is called um, When My Heart Became Aware. And um, I just want to encourage you to get into a spirit of worship. And then we're going to come back and we're going to pray for you. And we're going to pray that God will literally launch us into a place of deep intimacy. Looking forward to that. We'll be
1: right back. One thing I ask, that's what I seek. That I may dwell in your house All of my days I'll stand amazed Your glory
0: couple of things I want to remind you of. It's been such an amazing time hearing Ronnie's testimony. And uh, you can go to our warrior-chicks.com and see some of Ronnie's um, uh, different blogs that she's written that have been such a blessing. And then, of course, you can always go back and listen to this podcast in any of our uh, Warrior um, Watch ...programs on iTunes, uh, warrior-chicks.com to find Ronnie, but you go to podcast and look up, um, is it Warrior Chicks? Yeah, Warrior Chicks. And then go to the podcast, our uh, iTunes, and then Podbean, as you can find those podcasts as well. So... We want you to have an opportunity to listen to these programs. We also have a monthly prayer call, and if you go to warrior-chicks.com, you can sign up for our monthly prayer call. Those are phenomenal. We have women all across America that pray and prophesy, and really encourage women across America. We're also our next Warrior Chicks is going to be actually our Christmas Holladazzle that we have every year, and so you can go into um, go onto our website and just uh, click on. Um, I was going to ask you, what what do they need to click on for that, Minerva, to get tickets for the Holodazzle?
2: They have to go to
0: info at colbaytown.com. Info at colbaytown.com. And if you want to come to our Hol- Holodazzle, just email Minerva, and she can tell you how to get a ticket for that. Uh, we're going to have Susan Richardson with us this year. It's going to be a phenomenal um, time and a phenomenal time to uh, really connect with Jesus. So, Real quick, uh, we're going to pray, and I'm going to ask Ronnie to pray for a few minutes um, for you and your intimacy and your relationship with God. And I just believe as she begins to pray that God is going to touch you. Ronnie?
2: Yeah, I just thank you, Father God, for your love. I just thank you for everything that you've brought me through, and I thank you for using it now to set other people free I thank you, Lord, for your love. I just pray that everyone listening will have an overwhelming encounter with your love, Jesus, that they'll feel the pressure. If they feel pressure on them, that they will feel it lift right now as they listen to this message. I just thank you, Father God, that they'll be encouraged to keep seeking your face above all else. I just thank you, Lord, that it's all about our relationship and connection with you, that you hold us in the palm of your hand, and there's no storm too big or wild that you can't get us through. I just thank you, Father God, that you are keeping us by your grace and your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you've already overcome whatever trial or storm is in our way, Father God. You've already overcome, and all we have to do is cling on to you and your love, and you are carrying us through it. I just thank you,
0: Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for every listener. I thank you for the work of grace and the power that you've you have done, you have completed, and you're doing in Ronnie and Zach and their family. I thank you, God, that when we trust you and we just say, Jesus. I've got all kinds of mess here, but I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to lean on you, and you're going to walk me through to a place of wholeness and healing and restoration, and I'm going to be free, but I'm not doing it in my strength, Lord. I'm totally in tandem with you, trusting you, and I just thank you, God, for, for men and women that are listening to this broadcast today, and I just declare and prophesy healing in your lives i do, i prophesy a desire for intimacy i prophesy a desire to seek god's face more than ever before. Lord, I just thank you that you're moving in the lives of the people that are listening today. And God, you're bringing freedom. I see God bringing freedom in the area of relationships. I see God bringing wholeness in your relationships. I see God bringing wholeness in your in, in your finances, in your children. I see things that you've been praying for for years that you're going to rest in God's solutions and you're not going to strive or think you've got to do something to make that happen. You're just going to trust God because God is working on your behalf. Your only assignment is to love Jesus and just to obey His voice every day. I can't worry about the past and God I just declare that that your people are being freed from all pain of the past. They're being freed from all uh, thoughts about I, I missed it here or I did wrong but they're trusting God that you can fix our future. That you just need us to work with you Holy Spirit and to allow you to to be our Lord and our Savior and our God and the one that we hold on to. I give you the praise and the glory. I want to encourage you to be with us every Wednesday. Um, We look so forward to having you. We've got all kinds of guests lined up. We're so thankful for the opportunity to be able to lead you in prayer and encourage you in your walk with God. I just pray over America. I pray for revival in America. I believe God is raising up prayer warriors all across this nation. We stand in faith knowing that we serve a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ever ask or think. We're going to play a worship song here. And I just want you, we're going to close out this broadcast with this worship song. And I just really want you to just worship and enter into a time of intimacy with the Lord, knowing that He loves you, He's with you, and He is going to help you. And uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you and enjoy this time of worship.
1: spoke those words He spoke so tenderly And now I choose So tenderly Now I choose to believe You love me, you love me, you love me You're taking me by the hand again You're giving me strength to dance again Cause your love changes everything Your love changes everything You are taking me by the hand again You're giving me strength to dance again Cause your love changes everything Your love changes everything changes everything. You are taking me by the hand again. You're giving me strength to dance again. Because your love changes everything. Your love changes everything. Walk so tenderly. And now I choose to believe you love me you love me your love, for me. love
0: for me. For the past hour you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Coley Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.